welcome ASI listeners. My name is Russ Shaw. This is season three, episode 14. Welcome! If you want to download any of the tunes that you hear on the podcast, you go to the website, ASI247.org. You click on the music tab. You, you could do that. You just click right there on the music tab, and all of the songs you could download. Uh, yeah, you can download them right there. You can buy them on iTunes or Amazon MP3 or Google Play. Whatever you do, whatever the record companies will let you do, I don't know. You do it there. So, <laughs> keeping my nose clean with the uh, recording artists of America there, yeah, playing bumper bumper promos, it's called, in the radio, talk radio business, speech media podcast. That's what this is, uh, genre, classified under. So, uh, ASI247.org is the website. My name is Russ Shaw. I am your host, doing a little uh, step studies Step study bits and bites and you know right we're gonna gonna study some stuff and I'm not gonna I don't want to give you some psychological theological smarty pants synopsis of stuff I've learned you know listening to lectures at various universities I just want to speak from the heart and uh, I want to encourage you to as well if you want to tell your story I'd love to read it on the podcast. Um, don't be too long-winded, as I am—I uh, suffer from attention deficit disorder, and I get bored quick. <laughs> just being honest, man. That and the—I uh, don't know—it's kind of the podcast thing, right? Got to got to keep the audience uh, listening. Anyway, so so yeah, Russ at ASI247.org if you want to send your thoughts, maybe a little bit of your story and how some of these steps hit you. What's your favorite step if you've been through 12-step? If you if you have a problem with 12-step like I had for a long, long time, man, I'm listening, all right? ASI247.org. One of the biggest problems that I had... Um, with the whole 12-step movement. I'll give you a little bit of my story for those of you who haven't heard. It bears repeating. <laughs> my first uh, 
encounter with 12-step was that I was forced into it by the state of Washington because when I was 16 years old, I broke into my stepfather's house and, and, and stole a bunch of his booze and I drank almost a half gallon of Bacardi, Bacardi rum. I think it was 151 as well. So I, I, I had an alcohol overdose, right? I died. I actually died. I actually flatlined for two minutes. No, I don't remember my near-death experience. Um, kind of bummed out about that, you know? Maybe I went to heaven, but I was so drunk I can't remember. <laughs> it's pretty bad, right? Um, so, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. Did I go to heaven, hell? I'm not, I'm not sure. But there's a lot of people that talk about near-death experiences. I didn't, I, I didn't have one. I don't remember. I don't remember the lar- a large block of that day. Right. All I remember was we started drinking. I got in a shot competition with a friend, and that's it, man. I guess I opened the door at like 35 miles an hour and tried to, I'm out of here, you know, all mad and belligerent and got out of the car and rolled down the freeway, highway, whatever it was. Uh, yeah, I had some bruises. It's kind of banged up over that. Um, but anyway, so, uh, yeah, the, the state of Washington did not press charges my stepfather, who, you know, throughout my younger years wasn't the most gracious man, but in this instance he was. I, I guess he felt that I had learned my lesson and he wasn't going to press any charges, which was nice. Um, he wasn't really my stepfather at the time either. I, I believe my mom had divorced him and, uh, yeah, so she divorced him and, and yeah, I was... You know, I knew where he lived, and I knew he had a bunch of booze. So, <laughs> it just went to his house during the day, and so anyway, um, I find myself in this twelve-step meeting, you know, and just kind of with a bent attitude, just not receiving it, right? Just not wanting to be there. But I was forced by the court to be there, so it was either you go to these meetings or you go to jail. So I didn't want to go to jail. <laughs> so I figured this would, this is the lesser of two evils. Um, and, and it's funny because I, I didn't have a car at the time. I lived in Marysville and I drove from Marysville to Arlington. So a little town, uh, probably about, I don't know, seven miles away, seven to ten miles away. And I would drive my mom's car without a license, right? So my mom was had her own business. She was working all the time. And she was like, you know, well, just don't get caught. <laughs> drive my car to uh, drive her car to uh, to the twelve step meeting there at the courthouse in Arlington, upstairs of the of the courthouse. Um, so that was interesting. It was an eighty four Pontiac Firebird, which was awesome, which I didn't mind driving at all. So, so everybody sits down and says, you know, my name's Bob, my name's Mary, my name's Rich, right, and I'm an addict right? And I'm, I'm sitting there, you know, arms folded and like, what kind of freaking victim parade is this? You gotta, you know, say you're an addict, like what? And I still, you know, I still have some, my issues with that, but I'm going to approach this from, from this perspective. All right. And the first step, which I'm talking about today kind of answers that. But I remember sitting there, you know, just like angry, and you know, and I can justify like I have a pretty creative 
mind and a, and a kind of a quick wit. So I can, you know, I can, I have a little defense attorney that pops up on my shoulder and just starts to go, you know, he's got all the excuses in the world and he's got, you know, like, is that really positive Russ to sit there and call yourself an addict? You know, I mean, how, how good is that for you? Um, I guess in the long term, I would agree with that because that can become part of your identity. But, you know, as a Christian with a different worldview, um, what do I think about sitting in a meeting and going, my name's Russ, I'm an addict? The first step, all right? The first step in the 12 steps is my life. I'll read it to you. Hold on. I'll get the exact terminology, all right? I don't want to misquote. I'll get the 12-step Pharisees after me. <laughs> I'm poked fun. I'm just... I'm just kidding. Relax, man. I'm sorry, all right? Trying to be spiritually humble um, in this process. Step one, we admit we are powerless over our addiction and that our lives have become unmanageable. And the truth about that and and the great thing about step one is one of my, it's probably my favorite step of the 12 steps. It's the most important because if you don't get that, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to change. You can't change what you don't acknowledge. And it's almost like a human nature thing, you know, not to admit that we have a problem. You hear these radio shows. I don't know if you've ever heard one of these or, you know, like a call-in show where you have a therapist or a doctor or, you know, and they're doing like a talk thing and, and people call in with their problems and questions. And a lot of times if you listen to them, especially on the radio, they're like, um, okay, what's the question? Like, they have to keep asking that. Like, this is a call-in show where we help you, the listener, with your problems, right? <laughs> so, uh, what is the problem, right? Like, what's, the qu- what's your question for me? And sometimes I have to repeat that a lot. And it's just funny how, you know, we kind of want to just talk around the, the edges about our issues, but we don't want to get to the root of it. And we really have a hard time admitting that it's us that has the problem, Right? Like, the problem exists inside of me. See, I was really good at looking pretty on the surface, right? I was pretty good at, at making people believe that I had things together, that I was a pretty, uh, you know, like I had a pretty good bead on things, right? And, you know, after years of being cleaned up from my chemical romances with alcohol and drugs, um, nobody really knew about the sexual addiction stuff. I wanted everyone to believe that I was okay when I wasn't, right? I had a friend who shared on Facebook. He's asked a question. He just said, uh, my friend Eli, he said, name a song that changed your life. And for me, this song, it just came along at a perfect time in my life. It happened to be on the radio at the time. And I can honestly say that this song changed my life. And it's kind of my... Step one anthem. Here you go.
this song, it kind of like, it was kind of like a wake-up call for me. I promise, I'm not okay. It's a lot of truth to that, you know? This is a heart-level deal, man. Sexual addiction, it gets, it's down under the surface. It's at a place that most people are not gonna see it. And it's, it's gonna take realizing you have a problem. I mean, that, again, that song was, it was just, the, it became popular at a time that was just, I don't know, it was just a good time for me to hear hear that tune and I can honestly say that Holy Spirit uses punk rock music he does all right <laughs> it's truth that little that little punk rock tune changed my life and that's the big thing about the first step you know see with sexual addiction there's a lot of successful people that have a real hard time kicking this thing and the reason why I think it it gets its hooks so deep into successful folks is that they have a kind of stubbornness, right? A good, and that can be good, it really can. And in the business world or in you know the corporate world, being stubborn can help you immensely just because you're just not gonna quit, right? You're just got your, your heels dug in and you're just, I'm sticking with this, whatever that might be. But the thing about um, sexual addiction is that it's deep, and man, if you have, if you're overconfident, you can be unteachable. And when it comes to this issue, that's so close to the heart, it's really important to be teachable. It's really important to shed some of that armor that that may be your stubbornness and actually learn to grow down deep, you know? You get them roots that just have grown so deep into the freaking ground. You just, you gotta be teachable, man. You gotta be teachable to pull some of that stuff up. All right? I love you, and I, and I know you're out there, and I know you're listening, and I know you're struggling, and I hear you. But you have to admit when you have a problem, it is so incredibly important. But the biggest thing, man, is if you do not acknowledge that you have a problem, that you need to change, that there is something broken in you, so broken that it's outside of your being able to manage it on your own. All right? That's step one. If you're a sex addict, can I tell you something? It's not going to go away by itself. It's not you get married or get a girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever. It's not going to fix it. All right? You are broken. I, I hate to break it to you like that. I'm not trying to be mean, but it is true. You're broken. 
And you cannot do this on your own. You can't, man. You need some other people around you. You need some people to come alongside you. You're going to need help. And you need to admit that you're broken, that you have a problem. All right? Well, I just, you know, I just like it. I told myself that. Well, I just, I just like sex. There's nothing wrong with liking sex. I just like sex. So what? So it owns you. It's running your life. You, it controls you. You don't control it. If you're honest, your pornography collection is not something that you own. It's something that owns you. So this step, step one, is putting a sword in the heart of the dragon of just stubborn, blind arrogance, right? You can admit this step. You can read this step, right? What is it? We admit we are powerless over our addiction, that our lives have become unmanageable. A lot of you listening, you know, you're not like me. You're more like Derek in the last episode. Like, there's a lot of you who've lived lives of success and you've never been to a 12-step program. You've never drank yourself, you know, unconscious. You've never done drugs, you know, had that kind of thing own you. But the sex thing owns you. There's a lot of religious people listening and I get emails from you guys and I get it, man. You're kind of hiding behind a screen and you're afraid. And I, I get that. I understand that. But you can't, again, you can't do this on your own. You need to admit that you have a problem. And that's probably going to come with consequences for you. But if you can do it in a safe place with some guys who can come alongside and love you and walk you through this... It'll change your life. It'll change your world. It'll change the people that you love, the people that you have impact on. When you learn how to... This will help change your definition of love. Admitting that you're, you're not on the throne in your life. You're not God. And there's something ruling and reigning over you. The Bible doesn't use the word addiction it uses the word slavery all right i pray that you get that man i pray that you realize that there is freedom from this but it's going to take that step man you're going to have to do that step you're going to have to admit that you have a problem you're going to have to put a hand up and ask for some help all right Tell me how this is hitting you, all right? This is a listener-driven topic. Man, I, I, I can't wait to hear from you. Um, your emails, your input, your feedback will push these, these shows forward. And uh, so thank you for keeping in touch with me, sending me email, Facebook, Twitter, messages, whatever it is. Russ at ASI247.org is the easiest way to get a hold of me right there via email. Until next time, remember, you can't change what you don't acknowledge. So admit it, man. Admit it. If you've got a problem, if you're listening to my voice right now, chances are you have a problem. All right? Until next time, I love you guys. I mean that sincerely. There's some more Joe Walsh here for you from the album Analog Man, which is a great album, by the way. I don't get paid a dime for... For you guys buying this stuff off the website, by the way, I, I just, 
uh, I appreciate the artists and I appreciate that I get to play the bumper promos and actually this is a really good album the whole album is, is really good Analog Man by Joe Walsh uh, until next time bye